1: Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on American Family Radio. And thank you for listening to AFR. I'm Tim Wildman. Again, the name of the program here is Today's Issues. We're here every Monday through Friday. Evita Tagliano joins me. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. Fred Jackson. Good, good morning, Fred. Morning. Good to be here. Fred's pulling double duty. Yes. Uh, hosted for Sandy this morning.
2: Early rise this morning. Early rise. Had Neil Momin. Neil on
1: your show, brilliant,
2: brilliant yeah. man, from the Silicon Valley, heading up a group called Every Black Lives Matter. Uh, just fascinating. Had a big conference in California this weekend on critical race theory. Mm-hmm. And, uh, boy, I tell you what, the backlash against that being taught in our schools is growing yeah. dramatically.
3: This appears to be one of those things that is not slipping by unnoticed by most people.
2: No. And then you had the head of the American Federation of teachers last week saying we're hiring lawyers. You're right. So that our teachers can teach CRT and uh, we're going to take our state governments to court. Right. And if mom and dad's try to stop it. We're going to take them to court. Yeah. Which raises the question, whose children are they?
3: Well, I think we know what the answer is in terms of, I, I know we're, we're talking about an issue we weren't going to do, but I think, most people are beginning to understand what progressives think. Yes. They belong to the state Mm -hmm. children. Mm -hmm. All right.
1: Uh, Speaking of belonging to the state, uh, we have a situation in uh, Cuba going on. Fred, talk about that.
2: Yeah. Protests have broken out down there. Uh, Protests in favor of freedom. Uh, Protests because of the way people are being treated by the government of Cuba they are talk, we're talking about protests to the scale that we have not seen in Cuba for almost three decades. Uh, very violent. Uh, government forces have fought back. Uh, people have been injured uh, overnight. Uh, but there's no sign of this uh, being diminished at any time soon. What's also making the news uh, this morning is the way the Biden administration has responded to this. Now, this is a quote from Julie Chung. She is with the uh, State Department. This is a quote. Peaceful protests are growing in Cuba. Now, if you've seen some of the pictures coming out of Cuba, some of these protesters with bloody faces, they have been hit. There are uh, forces, government forces with batons. Uh, It is anything but peaceful. But here's what she says. Peaceful protests are growing in Cuba as the Cuban people exercise their right to peaceful assembly to express concern about rising COVID cases and medicine shortages. Well, that's not what the people of Cuba are saying. They are fed up with their communist government. They are fed up with being oppressed by their communist government. And certainly one of those reacting to all of this is the uh, Republican senator from Florida, Marco Rubio. And he says it's been over 12 hours now, in the Biden administration, other than this little tweet, has said nothing
4: about it. That's cut number four. It's now been over, over 12 hours since over 32 cities in Cuba, brave people have taken to the streets to protest against uh, communist Marxist evil tyranny. And so far, not a word, not a word, not a statement from Joe Biden, from the vice president, from the White House, not a word. Why are they so uncomfortable coming forward and just condemning this evil socialist Marxist regime? It's been 62 years while these, while these people have been out there suffering. And then I see this tweet here from the State Department. You've got a socialist regime that says to people, you have no freedom, you have no independence, you have no ability to speak freely, but you have a really good health care system. They don't. Of course, COVID has a a role to play, but this began well before COVID. These people are frustrated. They want to live in a normal country. So why can't the State Department, why can't the White House just say it clearly? This is about freedom. Say it.
2: It's very interesting. Fox News is reporting at this hour that they've emailed Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Rashida Tlaib, and Senator Bernie Sanders. Surely they are for-the-people people. people. Uh, what do you think of this protest by the way, against socialism? By the way,
1: I know Fidel Castro passed away a few yes. years ago, mm-hmm. <clears throat> who, was this, who started all this mm-hmm. way back when. By, by this, I mean the communist takeover of Cuba. And I don't know what Cuba was prior to the communist revolution. Uh, but then his brother was in charge for a while. Talking about right. Cast- Fidel Castro's brother. I've forgotten his first name. Raul. Now is he, is he
3: dead too? I don't know if he's, he's dead, but, he's but Cuba a pal- has a new, has a different president, Miguel Diaz Canel, I think is how you pronounce it. He, you know, and he's president, but he's also, I think the president or whatever they call it of the communist party in Cuba. Okay. Okay. But, but it's, uh, So Batista was the leader of Cuba before the Communist Revolution, and he was, uh, I think, also a dictatorial type of leader, but the country had a lot more freedoms. It was a capitalist country. Uh, He was supported by the U.S. because he was anti-communist, and and, uh, Castro overthrew him without telling the people that he was going to institute a communist dictatorship afterwards. He was a populist, quote-unquote, yeah. populist leader.
1: Communism usually takes over countries by claiming to be a movement of the people, mm-hmm. right? But uh, against the uh, fat cats or the dictators uh, of another sort. And then they get into power, the communists who came in under the guise of for the people, and then they too turn to uh, dicto- dictatorial Right and totalitarianism, uh, and that's what that's what happened in Cuba. I didn't realize it had been six. Uh, did uh, Marco Rubio, by the way, whose family comes from Cuba, right. who sca- right. escaped from Cuba, the senator from Florida, we're talking about? Well, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens over the coming days because I don't remember an uprising of this kind <clears throat> now uh, in Cuba in in my lifetime uh, that I can remember. Uh, maybe there have been and they were squelched So they were put down But uh, what Marco Rubio Was pointing out was as of By the way has the
3: White House Do we know if they said anything About The only thing I read was that they were just Asking for calm but I don't think they're that, That's what I just
1: what read Marco Rubio the senator from Florida is saying No we want the president Of the United States to say I stand with the people of Cuba who want Freedom Yes, right. that's what he wants from the White House, mm-hmm. and we've had nothing yet of the sort. Isn't nothing
3: I, I And you know wrong. you know what's what's ironic is I saw a picture uh, this morning of the protests and one of the people waving an American flag. yeah, so here you have people living under a communist dictatorship in Cuba waving the flag as a symbol of liberty and freedom. Mm-hmm. and then in this country you have athletes and others who hate the flag and want to take us maybe not the athletes but certainly the squad we mentioned AOC and others wanting to take us in a socialist direction this is bizarre world
1: this is why that the cubans who live in florida vote republican yeah yes they're one of the they're one of the few minority groups i was going to call them an ethnic group but they're really not because they're, they're Hispanic, right? In the same yeah. way, a, in the same way a Puerto Rican would be. Right. As far as the ethnicity of, uh, but, but nationalities, Cubans, nationality minorities, I should say, in the United States, uh, most of them vote for Democrats, but not the Cubans in right. South Florida, and particularly, they understand fully well the difference between socialism slash communism and freedom and liberty right
2: i had the chance to go to cuba with a christian ministry back a few years ago and saw firsthand the level of poverty that's there very intimidating a life under a communist government there was a, a baptist pastor that met us at the airport in havana and we were standing outside just after getting our luggage after we got off and two young ladies approached him and they had a clipboards and he says, they're from the, he, Pastor said, they're from the government. They wanted to know who we, are, who we were, what are we doing in that country. He was being monitored already. Yeah. And we would drive along these poorly conditioned highways, and you'd be stopped about every 50 miles. They come on and they check. This is life in communism. And then Marco Rubio mentioned this. Uh, You know, you listen to the State Department. The State Department says these people are upset about COVID cases. And, you know, we're supposed to uh, be excited about socialized medicine in this country. The Democrats would like to see that, government-controlled medicine. Well, government completely controls medical care in Cuba. One of the hotels we stayed in there was not far from a hospital. I wouldn't send my pet dog to that hospital. Poor conditions, terrible conditions. Uh, it looked like it had been bombed at some point. It is horrible in Cuba. The freedoms are not there. Yet, this is what socialists in this country, this is where they want to take us.
3: Well, uh, let me let me just say this, that uh, 1959 was the communist, uh, the Castro revolution. Uh, so that is 62, 62 years these folks have lived under it this isn't about covid and the the fact that you who have who says
1: it's about covid covid again
3: the uh, from the state department julie chung of the state department
1: uh i i am I'm struggling for words here for and for a woman like that that i can say on christian radio that are you know what i'm saying yeah uh that is that is so condescending mm-hmm. to the people of Cuba and such a lie mm-hmm. so that you don't have to say anything about the real reasons. And this is from our real reasons they're rising up. And this is from our State Department. What was the – do you have the direct quote? Peace, uh, peaceful protesters. This are, is from our State Department in response to the, the 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 rallies for freedom yesterday that took place or over the weekend. Go ahead. Yeah.
2: Peaceful protests, they say, are growing in Cuba as the Cuban people exercised their right to peaceful assembly, wrong, to express concern about rising COVID cases slash deaths and medicine shortages. We commend the numerous efforts of the Cuban people mobilizing donations to help neighbors in need. Now, that's what they're stating, but you can watch it visibly. People are being beaten up by government forces. I saw one image this morning of a lady with a broken nose, bloodied face. It has nothing to do with COVID, folks. This has to do with the people saying enough is enough. We want our freedom. Is
1: that because the State Department of the United States represents uh, globalism, and they are really for the status quo on socialism and communism? Is sure, that,
2: would that be sure?
1: Would
3: that be an accurate? Yeah, I, I I think I think they're sympathetic to Cuba. President Obama was um, to, to
1: Cuba in what respect? The Cuban people now well, rising it, it, up, or the o, Cuban Obama, communist Obama government?
3: Obama uh, lionized Fidel Castro when he was still alive, and you have these protests here where the people are chanting "freedom, enough, and unite." That's what they're. That's what they're wanting. Right, that's their cause. They, they don't want communism now i'm not saying that and the state department's saying they don't have covid uh, medicine well so they're I, I don't i don't know maybe the covid maybe the covid uh, cases and the shortage of medication was the last straw i okay. don't know but they want an end to communism you know the sanctions that have been put on cuba ever since fidel castro took over have worked in terms of restricting economic opportunity in Cuba. And while the USSR was in existence, they funneled millions and millions of dollars to Cuba to keep it going, to prop up the Castro regime. But when the Soviet Union fell, Cuba really fell on hard times. And uh, conservatives have wanted to keep the pressure on the communist regime with sanctions. But governments like the Obama administration, and now I don't know what the Biden administration's view is foreign policy wise nobody knows anything about what they believe except they want to keep the border open uh, on on our southern border Uh, but Cuba is tottering communism is tottering and what we should be doing is supporting the forces of liberty and freedom
2: and the thing is that country could be hugely successful number one uh, it was before the revolution it's it's beautiful it's a beautiful country, mountainous on on the east end, beautiful beaches. It could be a huge resort. That whole country could be a beautiful resort. It's ninety miles right. from Key West. That's all it is. Now, it has
3: had. It has had. I will say this: like a lot of the countries in Latin America and the Caribbean, it had a lot of poverty. Sure. And Fulgencio Batista, when he took over, he was a military dictatorship. It was capitalist, but. Poor people really did suffer. Yes. So, so it, it it would need you would need to have a renaissance in that country that would lift everybody up. But, mm-hmm. um, th- th- this coddling of the Castro regime here in the last decade or two is just uh, disheartening.
1: I do, I do have an update. I was looking for uh, anything from the President today. President Biden. This is according to Axios which is a news website. And the headline says, for, this was from 40 minutes ago, Biden backs anti-government protest in Cuba. That's the headline. Okay, good. And it says, President Biden said Monday today, he supports the Cuban people and their quote, clarion call for freedom and relief in quote amid massive protests.
3: Then I applaud the Biden administration for mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Good for he, them. He, he, he says the
1: Cuban people are bravely asserting fundamental and universal rights those rights, including the right of peaceful protest and the right to freely determine their own future, must be respected. So you're right. The president uh, talking about Joe Biden is to be commended for that statement. Uh, now, uh, did they did did what did the Biden administration have to say about what's going on in Hong Kong? Because it's very similar. Do you remember if they've said anything about that? or not? Or I not? don't.
2: No, I can't. Can't it's easier to be
1: critical of Cuba than it is to be critical of communist China mm-hmm. because they're a behemoth, right, on the world stage.
2: But, you know, President Biden can make that statement because we just talked about in, in Florida, you have lots of ex-Cubans who vote Republican. So he's making a political statement. But what is he going Cubans
1: to Cubans in exile, basically, are Cuban-Americans. Yeah. What is he going
2: to do about it? What pressure well, we'll can he see. apply? To the to the uh, government in Havana.
1: Yeah, we, we'll have to see what he does beyond this, but uh, that was uh, NBC News. Also, to their credit, reporting it as a freedom fight. Uh, we we are no longer afraid. Thousands of Cubans protest against the government. You know, with with uh, with Castro out, maybe, and the Castro uh, you know the Castro regime now it's no longer there. the The communist regime is still there, but I'm talking about the the, they may feel like this is their moment, you know, to rise up and uh, and see and see change in there. It took a lot of bravery for these thousands of people to come out in the streets of Cuba because you know they can be hit over the head with batons, shot, and some of them will be put in gulags, yeah. gulags, I guess you could say, in in this, in the Soviet style. So uh, they're they're brave people. This is why they get on rafts
2: mm-hmm.
1: in Cuba and try to make it to florida and risk their life because that is how bad communism is right that's how bad communism and totalitarianism which is and how
3: they view america as a beacon of liberty and freedom and opportunity Mm -hmm. right
1: you're listening to today's issues on afr if you want to send us an email go to comments at afr.net comments at afr.net i do know too there are a lot of christian ministries who have been doing work in cuba yes uh, over the last decade or so, Fred's been.
2: Transworld Radio, in particular, has a beam right across the whole country of Cuba right now. I'm surprised Cuba has let Christian ministries in. Can you go
1: in as a straight-up evangelistic? Uh,
2: we went in, identified ourselves as with Transworld Radio, and I think they do it to a certain extent to say, well, we have religious freedom here. Okay, you know, gotcha. Uh, that's what they come do. Come and see. Yeah, come and yeah. see. Yeah, come and see. All right, uh, next story, Fred. Well, on the weekend, uh, more than 1,500 people gathered in Dallas for a, I would call it a special meeting of CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference. It wasn't their national conference that they have each year. Uh, But they were there to meet, uh, I suppose, to rally the conservative troops. But one of the things that happens at CPAC, they have a straw poll. Uh, And the straw poll is, okay, if the election was being held today, tomorrow, who would you vote for? Well, uh, in the key straw poll to it for president. For president okay. of the United States. It was, by the way, pres- former President Donald Trump spoke there yesterday afternoon, but prior to his speech, they held the f- straw poll. The margin of victory was significant for the former president. President Trump came in with 70% of the support of the those attending. And the governor of Florida, and I'm a little surprised at this, garnered 21%. I, I guess I've been reading the tea leaves wrong. I thought that he was on the rise and would have done better than that.
3: But he, he did far better than anyone else, though, right? They were he all, all in did Far
2: better than digits. anyone else. They did a second straw poll where they well, took Donald Trump's name off the list. DeSantis won that. So he's a strong number two, but everybody else was single digit. Right.
1: Everybody else. Well, there's nobody else to me that uh, right now at least would be a viable contender for the Republican nomination. Of course, we're talking, what, three years from now?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot, a, lot, can a lot can happen three happen.
1: years from now, including President Trump's age. Yes. Okay. He's about to go from
3: 70. He's 70. Just turned 75 in
1: June. He's about to go from 75 to, to Joe Biden's age. Yes. 78. Uh, We've all seen people uh, change in that three-year period uh, 75 to 80 years old things you know well things change every five years but you right. but you know what I'm saying yeah mm-hmm. uh, pre- I saw a clip the other day of President Biden when he was Vice President Biden. This is from like five years ago and man he was you know talking fluidly thinking clearly articulation was great. Uh, I didn't agree with any of his ideas hardly, right. but I'm just saying he was, he was with it. All right. You look at Joe Biden now, he's not with it at all. Right. So something happened in the last five years. That is his mental state declined as is prone to happen to human beings. If they live long enough. Right. Right. And, and he's become more frail. Uh, they, you know, there was pictures of him jogging with president Obama around the white house. Well, now, you know, he has to look around to see, Who's going to tell me where I, where it's way to shuffle. Right. You know, that's what's going on with him. So I'm just saying a uh, president Trump may look uh, fine now, but uh, things can happen in
3: three years when you're that age. And and I'll say this, that uh president Trump in general has been like a freak of nature yes. <laughs> in terms of his, oh, really? his habits and and yeah. yet the endurance mm-hmm. and energy he's had without much sleep, et cetera, et cetera. But, What's the old expression is expression about father time. It it comes for everybody, no matter how, yeah how, how well you've done prior. Let so. me
1: also say something about this. This is, this is just speculation. This is not, uh, I don't know this to be true, but, uh, president Trump spoke at CPAC. He did. Okay. The attendees of CPAC who all voted for president Trump are not going to embarrass him at a poll during a poll by selecting anybody else, but him. Mm -hmm. Okay. Even if they don't feel like maybe he was to be the best choice three years from now. And my question is, uh, you know, it's my, my my statement would be, we don't really know what's going to be the best in two or three years. Right. Right. Uh, I will say this in my view. And I think my view is shared by the vast, by, by, uh, almost all conservatives across America And that is Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida is a rock star Mm -hmm. and he is rising. Mm -hmm. And his, uh, his, uh, so his, his, uh, he will continue to, I don't see how he's going to go anywhere, but stay there at least as a top echelon candidate for president in 2024
3: uh, on the Republican side. We don't, we don't even know what the Democratic ticket would look like. In three years. We don't know. I don't think that Joe Biden's running for re election. Let me
1: tell you something. There's a meteor headed toward Earth. Right? We don't know if that's gonna hit us or not. And prevent an election in two thousand and twenty four. You you follow me? No. No. <laughs> no, you don't follow me. Uh uh-uh. uh. I have a point. Okay. But it's Monday. It's hard to, it's hard <laughs> okay. to get it out, it's hard to get it out there. <laughs> Uh, my point is, we don't know what tomorrow holds. Right. Right? Or next year, or the year after that, exactly. If you fail to grasp that point, come back in <laughs> two minutes because I got more you can fail to grasp. <laughs>
0: On the next Today's Issues, we'll talk with Dr. Frank Turek of I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. The more you study the Bible and the more you're educated by people who have looked into it more deeply than you have, you realize there's something else going on here. We'll also have news headlines and analysis from American Family News. Don't miss the next Today's Issues, weekday mornings at 11 Eastern, 10 Central on American Family Radio and on Facebook.
5: What would it be like if every person knew that they were created in the image of God?
2: After two years in the making, American Family Studios proudly presents In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality.
6: There are only two sexes, male or female,
5: My hormone blockers.
2: In His Image from American Family Studios is available now for free viewing.
4: Visit inhisimage.movie. You're made in the image of God. Hello Americans, I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. If you're a first responder, you know the right training can make all the difference in a crisis. At Liberty University, we know the right training can make all the difference for your future. So we're proud to offer you a 25% discount on our more than 450 online degree programs. Combine this discount with our generous military benefits if you or your spouse also have military experience. Learn more about getting the right training at Liberty University by texting DEGREE to 49595. That's DEGREE to 49595. Wisconsin birth certificates are going gender-neutral. Governor Tony Evers announced Wisconsinites will have a new gender-neutral option for identifying the parents of a newborn. Traditionally, it takes a mother and father to have a baby. That's the way the good Lord intended. But in the 21st century, the radical sex and gender revolutionaries are under the impression that one or the other is irrelevant. Hence the rise of the term birthing parent. Governor Evers, who happens to be a Democrat, says the modern birth certificates will allow folks to choose from a variety of options. You can be old school mother or father, or you can be a parent parent or a parent giving birth. They say it's about being inclusive. Well, yes, inclusive, but hardly accurate. Try as they might, the radical sex and gender crowd still can't undo one God-ordained truth. It still takes a mommy and a daddy to make a baby. I'm Todd Starnes.
0: Want to know how you can stay connected with the American Family Association? Just visit afa.net forward slash connect. There, you have access to all of AFA's mobile apps, social media accounts, subscriptions, and more. Be the first to stay up to date and informed about current events happening in our culture. Simply visit afa.net forward slash connect. We give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians 1, 3. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of Today's Issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of Today's Issues.
1: Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Thanks for listening. Ed, tell our listeners, if they want to join us on that there internet, how
3: that can be accomplished. Well, if I always start off by saying this. If you want to watch us do radio, uh-huh. and who wouldn't, right? That's what I'm saying. Then you can go to either Facebook or YouTube and search for today's issues and click through. And you can watch us do the radio show uh, if you're interested in that. If you are going to be on the road and can be away from your terrestrial radio station uh-huh. and still want to listen to American Family Radio, then you just download the app on your smartphone or other portable device, and you can listen to American Family Radio wherever you have good internet. Also, let me just say this too: if you uh, want to listen, or maybe you have a friend who doesn't have an app or doesn't want an app, and they don't have an AFR Be a AFR station good birthday nearby, gift,
1: by the way, our Christmas gift,
3: a cell you phone, get them an app, yeah, get them an app if they have if they have a, a phone. Just tell them to go to AFR.net and we live stream the audio so they don't have to be near a radio station. Uh, And if they don't like having messing with cell phones, they can listen to AFR all day long. So thank you, Ed. Yes. For that technology update. Yes. (laughs) Technology (laughs) update.
1: Fred Jackson is with me with Ed Vitagliano. I'm Tim Wilman. You're listening to today's issues. Well, today at one o'clock, 105, uh, 105 Central Time on American Family Radio. We have a new program starting, and Walker Wildman's in studio to tell us about it. Good morning, Walker.
6: Good morning. I'm going to miss my T.I. days, yeah. my Tuesdays and Thursdays, the, yeah, the humor. Right, you're gone. <laughs> yeah, the generational jokes. You know, <laughs> yes. Walker doesn't know what we're talking about <laughs> right? because we're dipping back into the 70s. Hockey, um, hockey.
2: You know. Right.
6: Yeah, but so, I, I'll be back. I'll try to come back every once in a while. Okay,
1: come back. Anyway, what's what's happening at one o five today?
6: Yeah, Central Time. One o five Central. We're going to launch AFA at the Core. That's the name of my show. I've been doing a weekend show for several years now, three or four years, uh, called Exposing Washington. We changed the name a few months ago, back in May, to AFA at the Core. And so each weekday at one o'clock Central, one o five Central, we're going to focus on issues and stories related to the core values of AFA. And we'll bring in, we'll be bringing in a special guest on the program uh, to to talk about uh, these various issues that AFA is focused on.
1: Okay, so that starts today at 1:05. A brand new program. I think you will qualify as our youngest host on today's issue. I think. I Walker, mean, on,
3: uh, on AFR. Walker will do a great job. He's one of the smartest young men I know. Uh, is up to speed on all the issues. Well,
6: how their, old are you now? 27.
3: I was I was complimenting him, but he, he interrupted me. I was on a roll, Tim. <laughs> Sorry, Ed. Also, also, I was just gonna I was just gonna say, he he knows about as much uh, of, of the details of politics as anyone in the building. Yeah, mm-hmm. and has uh, a fine he's a fine Christian character, and he's a great addition to our lineup.
1: Yeah, you know how, how old it makes me feel now to know my youngest of three is twenty seven, <laughs> but of course you're yeah
3: yeah, yeah I'm old. Yeah,
1: you're old too. Yes. <laughs> you're older than me. That's <laughs> right. And I'm but not going to catch you. No, no, that's <laughs> you ahead, know, Walker.
6: you you mentioned this, Dad, off the air, but we we do need younger voices. Uh, not 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 just talking about myself. Talking generally, the Christian movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need younger voices, young voices, um, speaking to the issues that we all care about, no matter our right. age. Yes. So it's it's important to to bring in when we can young voices, yeah, um, in and the you,
2: church
1: to and, address the issues. And you know what I've been pleasantly surprised by in the last few years i've learned i'm learning Uh, i worried quite frankly as president of this ministry when uh my generation i'm 58 uh, up um i I wondered that the, the, the the younger audience i should say millennials for example and maybe that i don't know what's between a baby boomer and a millennial if they got a name for that uh would even care about issues or, 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 or Christianity or, uh, our country, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, because, uh, uh, but I'm, I've been pleasantly surprised that our listening demographic is younger than I thought it was. Yeah. Now we, uh, our, our listening demographic. I don't even know if you can put it in a, uh, pr- what, what I'm saying is we have a lot of people listening who are in their twenties, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Now they may may not, may may not be in a position where they can give very much money to the ministry yet because they got they're getting getting life started and right. they got homes and children and things of that nature. Um, but uh, we have a lot of listeners in their twenties and their thirties.
6: Right, yeah. Walker? That's yeah, we we're had learning. we recently had the Marriage Family Life Conference here in Tupelo yeah. a couple of weeks ago, and you know they're young. There's young families coming, and they care about the issues that AV cares about. That's yeah. right.
2: But there's a reason for that, because I think, you know, Walker is is a husband and a dad, three kids. They're starting. The young people are starting to realize, you know, they went through school, university years. And, you know, who cares about the issues? Right. uh, At that point. But you get married and you start having a family Mm -hmm. and things like critical race theory come along and far left policies where, you know, you're just. Your right to decide medical care and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. When you start having kids, something happens like responsibility. And wait a minute, I don't like this. We're seeing young couples in Loudoun County, Virginia, showing up at school board meetings and saying, "I don't want my kid taught critical race theory." Yeah, because it's promoting racism in this country. Yeah. Well, so,
6: yeah, and even uh, even you know how safe our cities are. And our counties are, you know, that's when you get married and start having kids Mm -hmm. and your kids are are in the community, they're going to church, they're going to school. You care about uh, how safe our cities are, whether we have a strong police department. Yes.
1: I never never will forget a saying I heard uh, said, uh, I think I'll get maybe I get this right. Uh, A conservative is a liberal with who now has teenage daughters. (laughs) Does that make sense? It does make sense. Uh, that, that is to say that a lot of people who start out as being really uh, liberal and so forth, the older you get, the more the children you have, responsibility you have, the more you see the need for conservative values to sustain a, a healthy uh, country, mm-hmm. quite frankly.
2: Well, look at the whole debate about uh, allowing a guy who says he's a girl into ladies' washrooms. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to go out and fight that if you're a parent and you got kids going to that school. Mm. You're not going to put up with that. That's and right. I, I've said you may be liberal in your politics yesterday, but today I'm going to be a conservative because I'm not putting up with that nonsense.
1: All right, Walker, 105 Central Time. That's right. Coming up in just a couple hours from now. We'll see you then. All right. Thank see you, guys. You, we'll see you on the radio. <laughs> mm. All right, Uh you're listening to today's issues. Next
2: story, Fred. Well, we, we talked about uh, former President Trump speaking at the CPAC meeting in Dallas over the weekend. Uh, I'm going to play cut number two for us, Brent, because I I think during his speech, he outlined what what the battle lines will be, even for the midterms coming up. do Not not waiting for a presidential in 24. I'm talking about in the next 18 months. Here's what I think the Republicans are going to focus on. Cut number, to. The Democrats know their policies on crime are so unpopular, so radical, so crazy. They are now trying to pretend they never
3: led the defund the police movement in the first place. We created the most secure border in all of American history by far. Biden's border crisis is also helping drive an unprecedented crime wave.
2: So there you have it. Uh, you've got uh, defunding the police. You know, as in Chicago during the July 4th weekend, there were more than a hundred shootings and yes. 18 murders in the, one city, Chicago, Democrat-controlled. This is not something you have to do a hard sell to the American people right. about. Uh, and then you have the crisis on the border.
3: Well, I think Fred, you're not being fair to Chicago. The the in, the, uh, the, the the numbers on shootings and murders were driven by the uptick in covid cases ah. and the lack of medication mm-hmm. right
2: uh-huh they're mostly peaceful protesting mostly peaceful going protests. on protests yeah mostly peaceful shootings right yes mostly
3: peaceful shootings <laughs> that's bad well it's just i i just don't know where to, where to start sometimes on the lunacy coming from the from the left but what's going to happen we talked about the cpac straw poll and who like we said before the break no one knows what's going to happen over the next three years but i will say this whoever is the republican standard bearer will be able to say i think by then everything president trump virtually everything president trump said Mm -hmm. and did was proven to be right yes because we are going to see another three years coming up of increasing misery here especially in the big cities and I don't see what's going to stop it because the Biden policies will only continue.
2: And I think there's another factor that you'll never hear in the mainstream media. You're you're led to believe in the mainstream media that the Democrats are the party of the minorities. Now, Hispanic, hardworking Hispanic people, hardworking Black people are moving towards the Republican Party because they want safety in their neighborhoods too. Right. They want the ability. Hispanic people are great entrepreneurs. They are. They love starting businesses and they're very good at it. Joe Biden wants to come along and take your profits away. Right. Basically, take over your business. And the Hispanic people, they, the, the facts of the last election show it. You know, that, and again, you're not going to get this in the New York Times and the Washington Post, but the facts are that there was a, a bigger movement in 2020 towards Donald Trump. From these various minority groups than there was in 2016 right uh so the wave is there
3: well and i will say this that the the polling that i saw and have seen shows that the vast majority of black people in this country do not want to defund the police no most of them want increased funding for police they want more police officers on the ground and in their communities they do want certain changes which to me is like saying okay well you know Black community, local policing, get together, figure out some some changes. But they do not want to fund the police because they know in their hearts what that means for their community. More drive by shootings, more suffering on the part of the innocent. And they have in some of these inner cities a hard enough time, you know, making ends meet and getting to a store. We we talk about all these in San Francisco, for example, all these Walgreens shutting down. Because of people coming coming in and stealing, I mean, if you're if you are in a in a uh, inner city, you have to have Walgreens, you have to have these stores there, and you can't allow these ridiculous policies to result in these stores going away.
2: You know what was amazing? It and uh, you know I'm I'm thanking God for people with cell phones today that can take videos. Yeah. I mean, one of the most shocking things, to your point about what's going on in San Francisco, was the guy with a shopping cart going into a, a Walgreens. Yeah, I think it, was it was a
3: CVS or something. CVS
2: and just piling stuff off the shelves and the security people standing back and watching all of this happen. Because the law had been
3: changed to say you can steal up to <laughs> $970 and... and, and it, you might not get away with it, but it's yeah. not going to be a felony. And
1: at least the guy, at least the fellow, had his calculator out. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? That's right. To make he was, sure he didn't go over the 900. He was on a budget,
3: Tim. He was on a budget. He was, a, on, a budget. He
1: was on a he was, he was on a, a theft budget. Yes. A uh, shoplifting. They have a sh- they have they have shoplifting budgets right in San Francisco. So you want to make sure you don't go over a thousand dollars. Let me ask you guys this question, changing the subject altogether. Uh, and we didn't talk about this in our show prep meeting this morning, the three of us. So I'm throwing this at you. But uh, do you see any resolution in the sh- in the work shortage, that uh, labor shortage that our country is experiencing in the, in the
3: anytime soon? Because this is this well, I, I think I think it depends. If you have states, if the federal government continues to to add, Unemployment money to what states typically do in certain states, blue states for the most part will take anything the federal government gives. Then, in especially service industry jobs like restaurants, like you know fast food places, you know like Lowe's and uh, other pl- service industry, you probably aren't going to see an end anytime soon because it's going to be very difficult for those stores, those restaurants to pay enough salary or enough money per hour to make it worthwhile for people coming into work. And if they are forced to do it, you're going to see prices rise and put some of these businesses out of business.
1: I've just been seeing this everywhere. I travel in the last few months and, and certainly in our, in our uh, home area here in Northeast Mississippi, but it's the same everywhere. Signs are up, right? right. Uh, mm-hmm now hiring now hiring now hiring now hiring, everywhere so uh which says to me these signs have been up now for two three months you're going or longer i'm going maybe those people aren't out there that that are going to come back to work at these places give me longer
3: well if they're getting if they're getting paid in unemployment more more, more than they, more than they would to go to work. Yeah, you can't at the local McDonald's or we have a Jack's nearby. I've seen that sign, Wendy's, those kind of places. You can't pay them 20 bucks an hour. You, you just can't. You just the, the margins are already so thin. Those businesses cannot pay 20 bucks an hour for someone to make fast food. So uh, they cannot compete with state unemployment and federal unemployment Amounting to seven, eight hundred dollars a week. Who- so you, so you, so this, but this, you're saying the people will come
1: back to work, or these jobs will be filled once the uh, federal handouts stop.
2: Yeah, or the or the state, uh, the given state stops saying no, we're not going to give this money. I, I I played a story this morning. This is a a local CBS story out of Sacramento, California, about a restaurant that has posted a sign explaining now why our service is a little slower than usual. Uh, That's cut number
4: six, Brent.
5: A sign of the times at Taco Loco in Folsom.
4: I am chuckling uh, when I read it because uh, there's a little bit of truth.
5: The frustrated Folsom Taqueria posted this sign, explaining to customers why service might be slow. To our loyal customers sadly due to government and state handouts no one wants to work anymore therefore we are short staffed
4: please be patient with our staff that did choose to come to work today
5: fellow Folsom restaurateur and owner of reset john voles gets it
4: it's hard to find people who want to work right now
5: reluctant restaurant workers relying on unemployment after months of whiplash
4: They were laid off, and they went on employment, and then they come back,
6: and it's a back and forth situation. Why not gonna go on unemployment? It is an easy paycheck.
5: But what does a packed dining room mean for the servers who stayed? They want
4: us to hire more people right now.
5: Something that's easier said than done.
4: We're trying to hire uh, more baristas. We're trying to hire cooks.
5: We asked economist Barry Broom what short staffed restaurants mean for their local communities.
4: Until the government checks stop coming out, which I think is September, we're gonna continue to have labor shortages, and that's gonna continue to challenge small businesses
5: maybe even close them it's a domino effect if labor shortages close restaurants communities bring in less sales tax which could be detrimental to the economy
4: we were big proponents of keeping families and individuals stable during the pandemic but now that the economy is coming back we need the labor market
2: bottom line is these government handouts have to stop that'll provide the incentive uh, september when they're going to stop september the federal is, when they're due to stop the federal
3: Yes. I, I think the Biden administration will want to extend them. Really? I do. Oh, I yeah. think they will.
2: Yeah, that won't surprise
1: me. Well, you know <clears throat> what, the pre- the what President Biden said uh, when he whispered, remember that freak show from about 10 days ago? Yes. And he said this, like this. Like I've this. got him over the barrel. Yeah. He said, I've told I've told the uh, employers they're going to have to pay more, pay more for the, for the employees. And I thought to myself, wait a minute, that would be okay to say in a free market if it were in fact a, uh, a free market. Right? right. But when the, when you're responsible for when, when you've given out money, more money to people than the, than the, these companies by the government handout, then these companies can pay to compete. Then you've created an artificial, um, uh, uh, amount of money that these companies can't keep up with. And you're the reason for it. You see yeah, what I'm saying? Right. So, so, so it, Biden's telling by, in, in response to the work shortage, labor shortage across the country, he says, well, the employers just need to pay more. Okay, and therefore, then then this problem would be solved. He said. He said Biden said this is the leverage that employees have now.
3: Yeah, that, that's that's, that's the way he called it a bargaining chip.
1: A bargaining chip. That's the way he framed it, without ever saying or admitting to the fact that uh, who are they compete? Who are these companies competing with? They're competing with Biden handouts. Right. Yes. Okay. Endless and the supply and, of money. And, and his money is not earned money our invested money, uh, or uh, you know anything like that? His money is printed off the machine, off the printing machines at the for the federal government, and they have an unlimited amount, right, of money that mm-hmm. they can do this with. So he acts like it's some kind of a fair, you know. They just
3: need to pay more. Well, that that's an excellent point because this is not a case of Lowe's versus Home Depot or right. uh, McDonald's right. versus right. Wendy's. This is service industry uh companies
5: who Versus, are competing
3: against the federal government yes, handouts and you can't compete and you can't compete with that so comp- when president biden says these are the this unemployment all this unemployment money going to people out of work that's their bargaining chip what he's saying is use that seven or eight hundred dollars a week you're getting in an unemployment and tell the people where you used to yes, work for yes if you want me to come back beat this amount Yes. And they can't.
2: Yes. Bingo. And stay in business. Bingo. You know, they can't raise the price of a hamburger to 10 bucks. Right. They
1: can't do it. You know, and the Democrats are going to come back, you think, in September and say, we need to re-up this again for another year.
3: I think at least to the end of the year. They're don't going know. to say I, that. I think so. I think they'll say that. Now, I don't know whether they can get that passed. I don't know if that's well, a, a bill this that is has where, to be passed. Well, or-
1: this is where the uninformed... American gets us in trouble. (laughs) Okay. Because what the Dem and this has been the signature of the democratic party forever. And it works. It doesn't always work, but it, but it does work. And, and, and people aren't typically just one issue voters, but if you're a Democrat and you have no conscience about spending tax dollars, all right, then you just promise them. You just promise people free stuff. If you can, and you have, the Republicans can't out promise the Democrats on free stuff. Right. Right. Because the Republicans say, and don't misunderstand me, I fault the Republicans too, uh, on the federal level, to some extent, for where we are with this 30, what, what are we, how many trillion dollars now are we in debt? We even lost. Well, it's
3: 30 was the last 30. Number.
1: Okay. We kept quit counting. Okay. <laughs> but, but my, I'm saying to you is, is that, uh, you, you, Republicans who would say, wait a minute, we can't continue to do this. Then the Democrats come back and say to the American voters, see those mean old Republicans. They don't care if your family eats or not. Mm-hmm. They just care about their fat cat buddies getting tax cuts. So vote for us, the Democrats, who are going to give you more handouts. Twenty
3: twenty eight point five trillion. trillion. Oh, you looked it up? I just looked at the U.S. Like, debt clock. Oh, did that's, you now? That, that's really depressing me. <laughs> you see these numbers going up? Let me come over there and look <laughs> at it with you here. <laughs> huh? U.S. national debt, twenty trillion. Yeah. All right, then. It's like the pump when you're filling up the gas in your car right now. U.S. federal yeah, tax revenue, 3 3- is that three point five trillion? Is that like annual or Is something that, like that? It's million, billion, trillion. Yeah, yeah, that's so. When does it show the debt clock show
1: the Earth exploding? <laughs> because that's going <laughs> to happen. A different, that's a, a next, different website. Right? That's Sorry, a different I got web- in your COVID space right yeah, there. Yeah, no. Hey, listen, <laughs> but you've already had it. I have had it. You've had COVID. Now you, uh, if you had variant, but Delta variant,
3: uh, not that I know of.
1: Can you get Delta variant if you've already? I don't think you can. I think you're uh, immune, for, am a long I immune? One, for a long. For a long, says Doctor Tim, <laughs> for a long, long time. You know there are some seriously there are some studies out there showing that this, you you may have people who've had COVID, a mm-hmm. serious case of it, in
3: which you did yeah. right. You almost had to go to the hospital, right? Yeah, my oxygen dropped. Yeah, overnight, if it hadn't. Gone back up. A few and months. if my fever had not come down, I would have had to go to the emergency. And
1: that's six months ago, right?
3: that was September.
1: But there are Closing studies that year. say that say that uh, you may be immune for life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just giving you a bit of good news
3: right there. Well, I'm glad. Glad <laughs> I'm immune to something. That's when I hoped I got it when my wife got it. Now that beat all. When huh? you 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 did not get it.
1: Allison got COVID. I'm in the car with her all the time. Yeah. We, I mean, I didn't change my lifestyle. You know we. We carried on the same way we always did, and, and I, a
3: week later, I went back for a test. I didn't have it. You were you were like 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 when parents when one of the neighbors' kids gets chicken pox, they all bring their kids over yeah. to get let's get it over with. You were trying to get it and you couldn't.
1: I was disappointed
3: <laughs> that
1: I didn't get COVID because I wanted to have it and get it over with. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? If I'm going to sit home and quarantine with Allison for ten days or two weeks or whatever, you might as it well was, get it. I might as well get it and get it over with. Right. But no, I couldn't get COVID. We'll be back in five minutes. Stay with us.
6: The
0: views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.